This is Sazim Kohler, and this is Microphones of Madness. And now, Monday Night Heroes. Hey, welcome to Monday Night Heroes, a corporate division of Microphones of Madness. Tonight we are playing a new game of Pulp Cthulhu, an original piece by uh, Rod. So we're just going to hand it right over to Rodney so he can take it away. Okay, well, this adventure is called The Final Flight of Jonathan Roxton. Um, it is Pulp Cthulhu Rules. And before we get started, we'll just have everybody go down, introduce yourself, and tell us who you're playing. And we will start with Wes. Oh, hello there. I am uh, Steph- Captain Dr. Wandering Herzog. Exit. <laughs> We're working on it. Anyway, yes, I am uh, Dr. Stefan Herzog uh, of Austria. Sadly, I had to leave due to some uh, unpleasantness involving a, some old notes from a man named Von Hunst and a man from the Fool Society. But I'm apparently now here in Gray City working for Bishop Enterprises. And who are you? Who is you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Wesley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got, I got to distract my rambling. I was like, he's in Austria? Oh my gosh, what time is it there? Like... <laughs> is it Trump o'clock yet? I'm new here. You don't want it to be Trump o'clock in, in no. I said drunk, not Trump. I'm sick. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sick. Sober. I said drunk, not Trump. I'm oddly enough sober. I've been drunk for too many days already. All right. And Nick. My character's name is Rosalio Vega. I am a pilot of um, a refurbished plane. The. <laughs> I quit laughing, Steve. <laughs> La Corazón de Cataluña, the heart of Catalonia. And, yep, that's my character. I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. What's the name you're getting now? (laughs) Um, I'm Lily. I am playing Maria Estevez. I don't know if I'm going to attempt an accent or not tonight. She is a Hispanic sculptor living in the slums, having bad dreams and making beautiful art. All right. And Molly. Hi. Uh, this is my first time, so podcast listeners, sorry if I hold up gameplay. But uh, tonight I will be playing the role of Honoria Glossop, who is a – she is pretty cool. She was is an orphaned heiress with a lot of dough and she's um, pretty cool and fun, a fun time, but she was kicked out of finishing school and so is a little rough around the edges. And now what she likes to do is uh, race sports cars all the time, all across the world. And she also sort of maintains them herself. It's her passion in life. Nice. And finally, Steve. I'm Steve. I'm playing Rinchen. You can call me Richie. I am a dub 
Tibet. Been exiled from the Asura Monastery due to a misunderstanding between my organization and the powers that be. Currently, I'm in the United States looking for a mysterious woman with a veil who stole a sacred text a few years back. And apparently played by the bastard son of Christopher Walken and William Shatner. There's something <laughs> on the way. Something on the way. <laughs> well, all of you are members of the Prometheus Society. Uh. A quasi-secret organization uh, that has interests in bleeding-edge science, uh, occultism, art, pretty much everything they can get their fingers into that they consider to be the advancement of society. Uh, They have their weekly meetings in the Gray City Library. Uh, The second floor is reserved for them. Um, tonight is particularly fascinating because Hermione Roxton will will have been giving a talk. Um, we know that Maria is a big fan of Hermione Roxton. Possibly her biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Hermione is a noted anthropologist and adventurer in her own right. Um, but the hubbub, as you guys are mingling with the crowd, is talk about her husband, Jonathan, who disappeared a few months back under mysterious circumstances. Um, the, you, you five, have been given uh, special invitations for after the talk to uh, attend a little meet and greet with Ms. Roxton, Mrs. Roxton, Ms. Roxton. Only and, nasty. <laughs> right. Precisely. Um, so here you are in the party. The floor is decorated. There's uh, glass display cases housing various artifacts from around the world, things that the Prometheus Society finds highly intriguing. And probably quite twisted as well. Uh, there's skulls, ceremonial knives, books, all sorts of strange and unusual things. Um, how is everyone entering this party? In style? Always in style. Um, yeah. So how you guys are all mingling around. Not so much mingling as wallflowering, personally. How, how well do we, do we know, how, how personally do we know one another? Uh, you've seen each other at, at various meetings. Okay. Um, I believe, uh, Richie and, uh, Mr. Vega know each other. Yes, we've had adventures in Tibet. Ah, uh, yes. It's a very fine country. Um, I made it myself. The centerpiece of the room is a 
eight-foot statue of Prometheus done by Maria in bronze. Uh, so you guys would know Maria as the artist of this statue. It's a very fine statue. It is a piece of trash. What? Why would you say that? You don't see the flaws? Like, I could have done so much better. Well, just, his hands aren't right. His feet aren't... Nothing is right. It's beautiful. Well, bronze is only so malleable. You don't make it out of bronze originally. And yet, Maria, you didn't make it right. And yet, here it is. Perfect in every way. Because it is now. It is here. You don't make it out of bronze originally? What do you make it out of them? How how is it done? You make it out of clay. What he said. (laughs) So you're a process by which you can turn clay into bronze. No, you sculpt it in clay, you make look this is not really the place for a shop talk. Maybe at some point I will take you to the studio and show you. It's a very involved process. Well, another news then. Did you know that buzzards have an amazingly resilient immune system? I mean they could they could survive anthrax and still eat. Funny you shouldn't mention that. We use buzzards in my homeland to bury people. Hmm. Amazingly efficient to the system, actually. Yeah, Maria just starts looking around awkwardly, not really wanting to be part of this conversation anymore. Okay, as you're looking around the room, um, you see Hermione Roxton uh, being escorted amongst some of the guests by the man with the unfortunate name of Silas McGuffin. You don't say. Why is everybody laughing? It is an inside joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you don't like Scotsman? Okay. No, 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 that is not a joke. Um, but, one of those things that I would have to explain much like the process of making bronze statues. <laughs> so, we fast forward time. Um, Mrs. Roxton gives a rather intriguing presentation on the funerary practices of the Chocho people. Um, which she, uh, her research, she's been doing this for about five years now. Uh, she is giving this lecture to prepare for a lecture before the Royal Society in jolly old England. So she's using you guys for practice. And over the next hour and a half or so, you guys find out more about the Chocho people and how they bury their dead than you ever wanted to know in your life. It is very fascinating. It is no worse than what I just learned about buzzards. Huh. Yes. Um, everyone's back on the second floor, mingling around. Uh, the lights are down off downstairs. The librarians are getting ready to lock up. Uh, Mr. McGuffin has his own key. So he's he locks up. Uh, whining, dining. You know, the liquor's good. The hors d'oeuvres are good. Eventually, 11 o'clock or so rolls around. And people begin to file out, except for you guys who have the special invitations. Oh. 
Uh, Silas locks the door to the to the library, comes back upstairs, and ushers you into one of the uh, sitting rooms on the second floor that the society uh, pays for. Uh, you go in. There's there's more wine, more liquor. If you guys are interested in booze, um, there's light refreshment, coffee, tea, whatever you need. Uh, there's just a rectangle of leather couches around the low coffee table. Uh, as you enter, Mrs. Roxton is sitting at the head of the table toward the far wall. Um, and Silas, Mr. McGuffin, comes along. He sits down next to her on one of the couches and motions to all of you to sit. Uh, I I have gotten slightly to be on champagne. Okay. And uh, sort of fling myself down onto the couch and say, so what's the deal with all these special invitations? What do we all have in common? Why have we been invited here tonight? Tell me everything. <laughs> Charming as always. The you reason why I've invited you here is that um, you were actually hand-selected by Miss Roxton herself from the dossiers of all the members of the society. I have uh, a dossier? You all have dossiers. <gasps> I did not, I was not aware of this. You know about, so, uh, so, so someone's actually interested in my chicken research? How much do you know about me? <laughs> yes, how we, much do you know about me? Well, Mr. Vega, we know all about Morocco. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> I was in Tunisia at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Those allegations... Yes, so the police report said. (laughs) (laughs) But that is neither here nor there. Um, And he sits down... And kind of like, just kind of looks at Hermione Roxton. And she looks over all of you in turn. Her gaze seems to stop for a half a second longer on Maria. Who immediately starts to blush and look away. And she says, I invited you all here because I am in need of your special talents. Uh, As you know, several months ago, my husband, Jonathan, vanished. Um, He was always, you know, off on some crazy adventure, him and uh, his pilot, Frankie. Ah, yes, Frankie. I have met him once or twice. Yes. Um... Frankie Charles, if anybody wants to keep track of these names. On it. You mean we're taking notes? What's what's this taking notes nonsense? Because I'm awful with names and I'll need you guys to remind me. It's fine, I'm awful with names. I am also bad with names. That is why I take notes. Long lost brother of I've already forgotten everybody in the party's name. Hmm. Hmm. 
That's okay. I forget mine if it wasn't in front of me. All right, you're you're Maria. Mr. I know Hazel. who I am. <laughs> Doctor Herzog. Molly, what was your character's name again? Hermione Glossop. Say again. Uh, Hermione, or sorry, Honoria Glossop. Honoria. Okay. Yeah, Honoria. She's suddenly rethinking her name. She wants to be named Hermione. No, I'm just confused. It's no big deal. No, it's cool. it could be the drink. And, and Richie. It's the champagne. It is yeah. all the champagne. I'm just method role-playing. Right on. So, she says, uh, normally, he goes off on these little escapades and I find him drunk in a brothel in, in some South American town. Uh, but this time, he hasn't said anything. No letters, nothing. Um, and I think it has something to do with his latest pet project. And she unfolds a piece of paper that has a crudely drawn, drawn sketch of what could be an island surrounded by ocean. Um, she's like, I have no idea what this is. This was in his uh, study back home. Yeah. Uh, Use some uh, clairvoyance. See if I can leave anything off there. Um, sure. Roll your clairvoyance. Let's see what happens. I will touch the gleam. Hot dang, I actually made it 13. 13. All right, you touch the paper, and you get this image in your mind of a small, dusty shop somewhere, perhaps in the Himalayas. Um, and you're seeing this through who you would assume would be Jonathan Roxton's eyes. Um, the clerk at the shop leads him into a back room. And hands him a leather scroll case. Some money is changed hands. And that's all you see. Do you know, was he in the Himalayas recently? Of course he was. He accompanied me on the first leg of my journey. Uh, he stopped in a small curio shop outside of Lhasa. And he was very giddy when he came back. you remember the location of that shop? Important for uh, no, I don't. I only know he stopped at the shop because he told me. But it was not too long after he visited this shop that he decided to uh, take Frankie with him and go off on this adventure uh, somewhere along the eastern seaboard of the United States. Um, that's when he disappeared. Hmm. What I need you guys to do is help me find him. Help you find him? With a map of a place he hasn't even gone? Well, yes. But there is one other interesting clue. Mr. McGuffin? Yes, um, a gentleman claiming to be 
Mr. Charles has uh, recently been admitted to General Hospital. Um, they found him washed up along the beach in Georgia. Well. So they rushed him here. Let me ask you a question. Certainly. Are you familiar with this Charles character? Am I familiar with him? I know he was a pilot. He was accompanied with Mr. Roxton on several, several adventures. But could you, if you saw him, would you be able to pick him out? Well, of course. I mean, his picture's all Did over the place. Did you go to the hospital to see if it was him? Did you go to the hospital and see? Um, <laughs> or were you just not bothered with that little detail? Well, I did not go to the hospital myself. I was waiting for Mrs. Roxton to arrive um, with her busy schedule. She arrived only this afternoon in enough time to prepare for tonight's lecture. And we were hoping to go to the hospital in the morning. Very pressing, your husband's disappearance. Well, he has been gone for four months. And to be completely honest, we are a bit estranged after that last incident in Rio de Janeiro. Do tell. Oh, it made all the papers. Let's just say uh, one of the local working ladies didn't make it home from work after visiting with him. I say. Yes, my, my husband was not by any definition, a gentleman. And neither was Frankie Charles. So, if you want, you may join in on, on my search for my husband. Um, if you do not want in on this, I will ask that you sign these non-disclosure agreements that um, then Mr. McGuffin passes out the non-disclosure agreements. What if I refuse to do either? <clears throat> then a certain envelope, Mr. Vega, will be dropped off with the Madrid Police Department. Well, I cannot speak for the rest of them, but... Uh... It is an honor to help you. I am at your service. I do not know what this humble artist can do for you. How much? Thank you, Miss Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to wander. <laughs> Something of great significance is about to happen, and I must be a part of it. There we go. <laughs> How much does this job pay? I suspect that this will take some time, and I have expenses. You have expenses? Yes. Well, Mr. McGuffin begins, Bishop Industries has recently given us a grant of $5,000. My Lord. Which we will split between the five of you $1,000 a piece for any aid you can uh, provide in this investigation. Jack Bishop is a great man. 
He indeed he is. He <laughs> <laughs> pays me to do whatever it is I do. No, not he pays you to do science. <laughs> <laughs> like he said, he pays you to do whatever it is he does. Industrial science. It doesn't matter. There's some science somewhere in what he does. It doesn't matter. Fine, you use for Tic Tacs, blah, blah, blah. If it what, ice what, what's it, doesn't Tic Tac? <laughs> I don't know this. Disturb. So, yeah. Well, I suppose I will. Okay. I'd like to know a little bit more about the uh, incident with the girl. When you say she didn't make it back, do you mean she didn't make it back alive? That would be correct. And he... And you think it was him who murdered her? Well, we don't know about that exactly. But let's just say my husband left the country in a hurry. Hmm. Leaving me to answer all sorts of probing questions. It's amazing to me that you want him back. Of course I want him back. I want to slug him in the jaw. (laughs) That was my next question. Do you want him back dead or alive? This man seems... Very ungentlemanly-like. Well, I suppose I would like him back alive. But we don't know what sort of damn fool crusade he's gotten himself into, so either bring him back alive or bring me confirmation of death. Hmm. I shall bring you his head, madame. I was not aware this was an assassination mission. Yeah, that's like a, a um, I, I, I am not, I'm not qualified for that. Is this not a Hessian? Excessive. No, if we, if this was, if this was a hit, we would have just contacted Lucky McDougal. I would hope so. <laughs> I, I know Lucky McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> You would. Um, so, what we're going to do, uh, we have a car at our disposal. I know Mr. Vega has a plane. Um, but we will meet at the hospital. Well, we'll meet here and then travel to the hospital together. Um, around, say, 9 o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Well, thank you for the specification. I was going to have to ask. <laughs> yeah. That's dreadfully early. Yeah, see, Miss McGuffin eyes Molly when he says in the morning. <laughs> I'll just like sip my champagne and unrepentantly. Unrepentantly. The key to arriving early is to arrive earlier than early. And then wait until early comes. I'm not usually asleep until nine o'clock, so I'm fine. <laughs> when you go to bed at three, nine o'clock comes very early. Sleep? What's that? <laughs> not that anyone sleep. 
there is something uh, quite significant about to happen. Until the morning, uh, you guys are are free to go. <coughs> he leads you downstairs, unlocks the door, and you find yourself in the midnight streets of Midtown. I go to my flop house. Okay, I head to, to my apartment. Okay. Yeah, I'll go to my flat, I guess, if I have to get up that early. All right. Mr. Vega? Yeah, I'm going to... <clears throat> Find someone to kill, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... You don't know my backstory. I am going to... I know enough. <laughs> I am going to the airfield where I have a cot. Okay. Dr. Herzog? Oh, I retreat to uh, uh, my, my small little uh, apartment there attempt, and attempt to play the viola again. Oh. Well, well, that works. Um, okay, you attempt to play the viola and you, you hear from upstairs. <laughs> Knock it off! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was more curious at the sound of your voice. <laughs> Don't make me call the cops again. <laughs> that was uh, not a summons. That was a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and the mystery shall remain as to who was summoned. <laughs> no, I just heard the door open upstairs. <laughs> um, number two. <laughs> Normally, that's how I tell them I'm done. Um, <laughs> that was real quick. Uh, so, Man, that was a short game. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you all get up in the morning. You all get up in the morning and uh, meet back up at the library. People are bustling about the streets. Uh, the auto gyros are circling around the buildings downtown. Or uptown, rather. <laughs> um, the morning paper carries a headline Blackjack Strikes Again. I admire this man. Who is this masked blackjack? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Not more masked men. I could learn a thing or two from this man. Well, these are bad problems in Georgia that I have to deal with. So, Limousine pulls up. Uh, Mr. McGuffin and Hermione Roxton are inside. Uh, McGuffin rolls down the window, waves you toward the car, opens the door, and you're all crammed, seven people inside this limo. It's a very tight fit. And the driver takes you to the hospital. Uh, they, Rox, uh, Roxton and McGuffin say a few words to the uh, attendant at the desk and an orderly leads you to the psychiatric wing. You're down the hall. You hear, <laughs> you hear, you know, the ravings of the mad. 
and the orderly leads you to a room, opens the door. You guys pile inside and laying strapped to the bed, excuse me, is a man with long, tangled white hair, a matted white beard. He appears to be 60, 70 years old. Uh, Hermione Roxton whispers something over to McGuffin. So you can all make listen rolls to over here. <clears throat> oh, fucking six. Uh, what's, what's a listen right. roll? That uh, is a... Uh, on your sheet. Yeah. Yeah, it's under oh. the listen skill. Oh, oh. Uh, right in the library use. And I failed that. I crit it. I okay. failed. Oh. Distracted by the machinery, apparently. So, there is no machinery. so I want to roll 20 or under? Yeah. Yep. If, if I don't, okay. No. No. Do, 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 Am I the only one hurt? Apparently. Um, I heard their fucking heartbeats. Oh, wait. <laughs> You rolled an 08. Nice. Yeah, that's a hard though because I only roll every okay. 20. Uh, Maria and, and Vega, you guys overhear her say to McGuffin, Are you sure this is right? This is this can't be him. And the McGuffin has words with the orderly. The orderly points at the chart and kind of shrugs. Like, this is your guy. Yeah. I'm laying closer to Vega. Uh, you said you know this man? Um, do I recognize him? Um, he looks he looks kind of like Frankie Charles, but Frankie Charles is 32 years old. My God. If it is Frankie, he has aged very poorly. And in a very short amount of time. What does that mean? How old was he? He was in his thirties. What? I would say that's rapid, uh, rapid digression in age. There are certain diseases I've heard about. I, I've he- I've heard of bad times in real, but not this bad. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um. Hermione goes up closer to the bed. The man on the bed seems to recognize her. His eyes grow as big as saucers. Um, You know, some of you guys who have experience in the latter part of the First World War, you know, recognize those eyes as a man who's seen some shit. Um, he has the thousand-yard stare. Hermione says, if you are Frankie Charles, prove it. And he sits there and he thinks, a little bit of spittle coming out of his mouth and into the mats of his beard. Yeah. And he says to her, for your fifth wedding anniversary, Jonathan 
gave you a racing form. <laughs> and a ticket. And she looks over at MacGuffin. She looks over at you. I can't believe it. This is Frankie Charles. Um, One question. Okay. Did your horse win? Of course not. Jonathan (laughs) picked it. (laughs) That is very disturbing to find a man that I knew not too long ago has aged far beyond myself. Definitely just didn't have a long weekend somewhere. How soon did the aging start? I mean, was 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 this over a day? Was it was it a week? Like, good sir, how, 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 how fast is it? We're rapidly Who are you asking? Are you asking Frankie? Or are you asking, I, I'm asking orderly? Frankie. I'm asking Frankie. Frankie just looks at you and goes. The Baron. The Baron. Of what? Beware the Baron. Mm. Where is this Baron? Shambhala. I laugh. Shambhala. You know the you know the place? I'm familiar with Shambhala. You might know it by the English word Shangri-La. Hmm. Oh, that place. Huh. Huh. Hermione grabs Frankie's hand. It's like, what do you mean, Shambhala? And he just smiles and starts laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing to the point of hysteria, after which the orderly escorts you out of the room and a nurse comes in to uh, apply what appears to be a series of very large needles. So that's oh. a very large needle you have there. <laughs> Rawson, I have to ask you a serious question. Mr. Charles is apparently very resistant to these types of narcotics. I'm imagining that these types of narcotics are what put him in the state he's in. <laughs> 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 Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Ms. Roxon, I must ask you a serious question. Yes. Last night you had mentioned a curio shop. Outside yes. of Lasha. Do you remember the name of said shop? No, he didn't say. He just said the shop. Do you have it any idea what the object was that he purchased in this shop? Supposedly it was a map. That's what he kept going on about. The map. The map. It's that map. That map and that piece of paper. A map to Shangri-La. Shangri-La, apparently. 
couldn't believe it, but I saw it. You saw it? Yeah. No, this is not the map. The, what I showed you from his pocket was not a map. It was part of his papers. Oh, it was the map. Well, hmm. I have never seen the map. What would imagine he had it with him? Well, clearly, he, was, he should have had it with him. Um, Mr. McGuffin informs me that he stopped through town shortly before his disappearance, inquiring as to a good bank with a safety deposit box. However, I do not have the key, and I have no record of the safety deposit box. Hmm. She leans over and whispers something to the orderly, and the orderly goes off down the hall. Um... Shortly, a second orderly comes along and uh, brings you to a, a room, like another sitting room, with plastic chairs and another little table. You guys all sit around. Um, you know, Mr. McGuffin leaves the room, comes back with coffee. And he's sitting there, sipping his coffee. Looks over, realizes that you guys don't have coffee. Turns around with his back towards you and just continues to drink his coffee. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah, he's that, kind of, he's that kind of guy. Marie is indifferent. She doesn't really do coffee. <laughs> um, I thought there would be a free breakfast. What the, what's the deal? We are in a mental institution. What free breakfast are you expecting? Oh... My bad. I thought we had moved already. Um, <laughs> the orderly comes back with a with a small cardboard box, places on the table. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Charles's effects. This is everything he had on him when uh, he was brought here from Georgia. Okay. What's um, in the box? Gwyneth Paltrow's head. How terrible. Oh, God. The Godfather came through. No. That was seven, dude. That was a horse head, Wes. Well, she looks kind of like a horse, so that's Oh! Oh! Oh. Oh. Time out. Time out to you. Not in my table. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Inside the box. She was doing so well. <laughs> it was. Inside, inside the, box. the box. Is there a timer on this? Inside <laughs> 45 minutes. Nothing. 45 minutes until Wes said something that made us go, aw. <laughs> inside the box is a 44, 45 caliber automatic pistol. Uh, with half a magazine of bullets, uh, a number of spent shell casings, a unusually shaped rock, mm. a handkerchief with Jonathan Roxton's monogram, and a key. 
Hey, look at The Rock. The Rock has a symbol. It looks like um, it looks like it has a flower on either end and a handle in between. If Richie were to look at it, he would recognize it right away. I'm holding it where people can see it. But um, I can see it. Give me a look at that. All right, it's it is a Dorje. The Thunderbolt of Wisdom. But it is not one that you are familiar with. It seems to have an odd number of tines on either end. This means something to you? It's a Dorje. Uh, but I'm not familiar with this particular <laughs> one. It's got an odd number. What's a Dorje? So that's it. <laughs> what is a Dorje? It is a. It's an icon. Iconography. <laughs> It's a symbol used by <laughs> the Vajrayana Buddhists of Tibet. Uh, it represents diamond hard wisdom. It is also, in some cultures, used as a weapon. How is it used as a weapon? Um, are you familiar? Are you familiar with the uh, the self defense keychains, the kubatons that are? Batons, maybe about three or four inches long. Uh huh. That you use to like bludgeon pressure points and whatnot. Mm. It's kind of like that, and it wielded in the fist. It also kind of functions like brass knuckles. Oh. Oh. My goodness. Yeah. Mm. But more, more, more importantly, it is a it's a holy symbol. Um. Laura, you recognize the key. In fact, you have one just like it. Me? Yeah, I yep. think you said the name wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No, Hold sorry. On. No, he said it right. Sorry, I thought you said... Oh, something else. My, yeah. I think I have a little bit of lag going on. I have a okay. key just like it. Tell me more. Yeah, it's it's a safety deposit box key in your oh. bank. Oh, okay. well, well, well. Does it look, is, is it, so it's identical to mine? I mean, well, it's the same type of key. Sure. The, the teeth are different, but yeah, yeah you, you, you recognize it as a safety deposit box key at your bank. So this, and I'll, I'll produce, I'll, I'll produce my own on my keychain. I think this might be of some significance. It looks like a safety deposit box. Mrs. Roxton, where did your husband bank? Oh, Mr. McGuffin says, and he gives the name of your bank, is the one I recommended to him. My um, goodness. When he was here. At well. 
We may have to look and see what's inside this. Well, Mrs. Roxton and Mr. McGuffin uh, look at each other and he says, you do have that noon appointment at the university. And she said, yes, so I will leave you find people to the investigation. Please keep me informed. I'm going to take the handkerchief. Does anyone have another pack of playing cards? Um, we'll take a cab to the university. You guys take the car. I'm going to pocket the Dorje. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone have a pack of playing cards? Do what? A pack of playing cards. That's if anyone has one. I do not. Maria just looks at you. <laughs> like, why would I have a pack of playing cards? Give me a luck roll, Wes. Luck roll. At I disadvantage for that comment about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that statement. Oh, uh, yeah, table. well, double disadvantage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Either way, cool. I still make it. Double straight twos. Straight twos down the line. I make that luck roll. Oh, really? You make that luck roll. You know, yeah. disadvantage means that you're rolling... 3D10s. I roll 3D10s. And I still got straight twos. Straight twos, okay. Yes, straight twos. All right, you happen to have a deck of playing cards in your pocket. Excellent. So, taking taking the the playing cards out, laying them out ever so carefully, I'm going to try and divine if Jonathan Roxon is still alive. Okay. Is he still alive? This Jonathan Roxton. Do you have Do you have a divination skill? I do actually. Yeah. Roll it. I just rolled it. Okay. And I just made it on the dot thirty five. Thirty five. Yes. Unclear. Ask again later. We <laughs> 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 oh, don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's still alive, Brandon. I'm not sure how those playing cards would tell you if he was or wasn't. And really, what does it matter if he's alive or not? We just have to find out if he is. Well, it's important to know the man's alive that we can rescue him. It's because a rescue a rescue mission. Should she be said, "Dead or alive." I don't really see what matters. It's a fellow human being. I don't know the man. He sounds like a real loser. <laughs> he murdered a girl. You have no idea if he's murdered others. He was the worst. He probably rep- has. He was the worst reprobate to at least really deserve a chance to live. Do they? Yes. You're probably right. So we're leaving. Yes. Sure. You have the keys to the car. Uh, inside the box is still the handkerchief and the pistol. No, oh, so I can. We can just take the pistol. Sure. I take the pistol. Nice. All right. You have a forty-five automatic with half a magazine of ammunition. Yes. Is it similar to my gun that I have? Yes. Where I come from, we take reprobates, we uh, tie them up, we. Slit their skin just enough to get the blood flowing, and we let the vultures take care of them. You can do a trial first. It's a fascinating, fascinating thing to 
experience. Experience? You seem like you have a brain. Maybe not a lot. To witness, not to experience. I was not aware that you could live through such an experience. (laughs) I've been through a great many deal, a great deal of many things. Right. So you guys have the key to the car, um, the key to the safety deposit box. I'll drive. We have a person who is an expert at driving. I, yeah, I, I'm not. That's not happening. <laughs> I'm definitely. I not. say, like, I imagine both women look at you like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I've never I driven a car. Too. It's not I very well. Not. I, I, call call well I can ride a car. I call a shotgun. What are you talking? What, what is shotgun? What is shotgun? It is the passenger seat in the front. I wouldn't. Whatever. Let's okay. go to this bank. So nobody wants the nobody wants the uh, handkerchief. I get the motion like sickness in. Oh, cars. I thought I thought uh, I thought what's the West, West took, took it? it. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, West took it. All right, Wes, Wes, roll your uh, clairvoyance. Excellent. Ah, and I failed that. <laughs> Okay. It's a cloudy. Try again later. <laughs> no. You are bombarded with images. Uh, city in the mountains. A jungle. A desert. And a land of eternal daylight. You take take two points of sand. Oh, uh-huh. are you okay? You have a little blood there. Your nose is bleeding. Jungle, jungle, and the city, eternal I, light. I'm sorry, I asked. Actually, Shiza. <laughs> Sounds like he needs a drink. If he doesn't die, dude. <laughs> we um, go and make a stop on the way to the bank. Sure. sure you, gotta, you gotta get out, pile into the car. Give me a drive roll, Molly. Yeah. The dice Pearline. run up away. Pearline, most humble apologies. Wow, I really fail it. Oh dear! <laughs> Should have let the the monk drive. <laughs> What's your wow. drive skill anyway, Steve? Twenty. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I, I, I had another drive. drive before I wanted to try it. I will drive before that happens. What'd you get? What'd you get, Molly? A ninety-five. Oh my god! Wow. Oh. Yeah, you you start up the car and the car dies. Oh. There's no Ralph Nader to oh, save our Christ. lives. <laughs> um, does it sound? Start, I mean, I have like uh, repair auto. Like, does it sound like it died because I fucked something up, or does it sound like it died because something mechanical is wrong with it? Oh, uh, you accidentally flooded the engine. Oh, okay. Can I try again? Sure. I mean, like, I would have. I was sorry about that. There we go. Zero four. She hauls ass out of the parking lot. Ah! <laughs> Oh dear God! Everybody's <laughs> going on. You, all of you are Jesus convinced. Just, 
that a car this size is not supposed to be driven like that. So where do we want to go for our drink? The Ritz? <laughs> Somewhere close. Somewhere close. <laughs> okay, well, um, the closest bar is the Blue Corner Nightclub. Is it open during daylight hour? I mean, it's nine o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Blue corner. Um, What a great bar. Give me a a luck roll, Molly. Just open 24 hours a day. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. To me, it is. Um, yeah, so you're, you're very good friends with the owner, Gabriel Stone, and uh, yes. you know his office hours, and he'll let you in. Where is it? What is this place called? The Blue? The Blue Corner. Hang on, everyone. We're going to stop by the Blue Corner. Oh, I know a guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Maria knows the Blue Corner. Uh, Vega would probably know the Blue Corner as well. It's a very, very popular uh, jazz night spot. Oh, yeah. It's a very fine In the Crescent. It's a very fine establishment. Oh, it's a bit of a dive, but they serve the drinks up right. Exactly. I would say more homey than dive, for sure. <laughs> well, potato, potato. One does not need to wear a collared shirt to go inside. So, uh, yeah, you guys, are, you guys are going past... The blue corner, Ma, uh, I'm sorry, what was your character's name again, Molly? Yeah. Oh, uh, Honoria. Honoria. Yeah. Honoria yanks the wheel, <laughs> does a Burt Reynolds turn in the middle of the street, <laughs> <and that's laughs> slides up to the curb like a glove. This is why I drive myself places. I step out immediately. Ah, ah, land. Yes, and I start kissing. <laughs> Boy, wasn't that just a gas? The sheer physics of that are mind-boggling. I think you used too much of that. <laughs> Actually. Oh, there's plenty more. <laughs> I look at the cage. I, I minted one time. <laughs> oh, Peshaw. Peshaw. Come on, let's see if Gabe's in. Okay. If I did not need drink now, I need one before you knock on the door and the building has one of those the, the front door has one of those prohibition era style yeah. slides on it. Um you see the slide open up a little bit. Here oh god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hi Gabe. Click, click. <laughs> Door swings open, and you are permitted entrance into the blue corner. Yes. A bar that opens at nine o'clock in the morning. What a fantastic country. We're not open. Oh, come on. You don't think you could mix us up a couple of stiff ones? A friend of mine just had a, an episode right there in the street, practically. You know where the bar is. Oh, man. Okay. Just, I'll just like head on over there and mix them up myself. Just don't break anything this time. <laughs> this time oh. is just a frequent occurrence. <laughs> and and Gabe stomps off back to his office. I wouldn't say frequent. <laughs> She's still looking for a painting, Gabe. <laughs> but the bar stool says it all. 
I'll mix up some drinks. Okay. Hi. It's like the 1920s. We need to be like lubricated. Just uh, like 32, 33. It, uh, same. Plan. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't change for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's legal. Right. Yeah. Prohibition's over. Yep. Um. Yeah. So you guys are sitting at the bar. Drinks all around. Whatever you guys want. I will take a Cuba Libre. You got it. <laughs> Roll your bartending skill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you guys want to plan your next move, this is the perfect time to do it. Or maybe even try to get to know each other a little bit now that you've been thrust into this mysterious situation. Maria, what is it that you are currently working on now? I'm, I'm very, very intrigued by your work. I just light a cigarette. I'm a connoisseur of impressionism. <laughs> <laughs> don't currently have any commissions, actually. I see. Perhaps you could. Um, do, do you work in paint at all, with paint at all, or is it strictly sculpt sculptures? Mostly sculpture, and I'm not one for the uh, oil. Oh, you're an artist. That's what you are. Oh, <laughs> I, got, I got confused last night. I'm very sorry. Was, Maria was in the process of lighting her cigarette and just stops. I know I'm new to this country, but aren't scientists supposed to be smart? <laughs> I, 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 there's some details I forget sometimes, like what artists do and whatnot. I mistakenly thought that she turned clay into... Bronze, you know it happens sometimes. It's, no, it's that, that, that is not exactly how the process works. Sir, it is the philosopher's possible. stone is not a real thing. Not yet, it's not. You'd be surprised what people can do if they set their mind to it. Yeah, fascinating thing, though. I, I, I saw, I think I saw Shambhala a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. Yes. You should have another drink. Or not have a drink. I'm not sure what's at this point. No, no. It, it, it's, a, it's a phenomenon I've been carefully documenting for some time. Uh, you know, I didn't know there were opium dims near here. No, no. You see, the way it works is, if the mind is open just right, one can infer things that are not within normal perception. There's certain certain claims of divination and the ability to see beyond this um, mere tabular substance. Just, you just have to have your mind framed correctly. It can be a tad um, inconvenient at times, but fascinating nonetheless. Mm. I have enough demons to deal with in my daily life. I'd rather not deal with that too. Gabriel Gabriel walks out of the office behind the bar, uh, pours himself a scotch, takes a sip, looks over, and says, "There won't be any talk of demons in my bar." Concur. Thank you, sir. And I do the sign of the cross over my chest. Oh, I, I was worse. not referring to literal. There are far worse things than such things. I've met them. 
Far well, worse than but, demons? Yeah, so have you ever met a German? <laughs> the llamas have forbidden the Germans to even enter Tibet. That, that's a good instinct. Uh, here's the thing. Have you, ever, uh, have you ever heard a German joke? Oh, God. I, I think the Chancellor's one. If I say no, will you tell us one anyway? No, I was just going to tell you that we're still wait, that we're still waiting for one down in Austria. You haven't heard it yet. Apparently, yeah, sure. Since so, are you guys like here to audition for for the next open mic night? Because that guy's comedy act is crap. God, I hope not. Uh, uh, just a drink, and uh, are you still interested in any work? What sort of work? The sculpture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever. You get around to it. I know how the muse goes. <clears throat> he leans over to Honora and says, you have some weird friends. Oh, always. It keeps life interesting. <laughs> 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 Especially that guy. He points over at Richie. Where are you from? I'm from Tibet. Is that over near 42nd Street? Which no, way is 42nd Street? It's east of here. Yes, I am from the east. <laughs> Did you happen to be fond of soup? Soup? No, I don't drink a lot of soup. <laughs> I can't stand the stuff. <laughs> right. So, here you guys are. 9 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock in the morning. So, drinking. Uh, Dr. Herzog is talking about demons and things beyond normal perception. I was uh, gonna stop with one whiskey. She probably takes about three <laughs> just to drown him out. Well, some of the monks talk about that stuff too, and we tried to kick them out, and we failed. That's why I'm here. Oh, I, I had a similar problem actually, but um, it's a matter of I refuse to bring about the uh, German Messiah, so I have to leave out a window. Mm, nice. Well, oh, that's lovely. So in the bank thing you guys are going on about. Well, you see, in America, we have these things called banks. And in those banks, people put very valuable things. Mostly money, but sometimes people decide they want to have boxes with other special things in them. <clears throat> And I got to ditch the accent. My nose is killing me. It's okay. <laughs> making it real hard. I'm not going to be able to keep this up either, so. It's just driving me further and further into Tannis, and I'm not trying to do that right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well. <laughs> that is the wrong region of the world. <laughs> so what's your game plan? To the bank? I yeah. think we should head to the bank and see what's in the safety deposit box. 
Okay, you get to the bank. Bank manager welcomes you in. Ah, what can we do for you today? And your friends. Well, interestingly enough, as you know, I have a safety deposit box. But uh, I'd like, um, I'm in the middle of sort of a, well, I'm going to actually need you to do me a bit of a favor, I think. Because, wait, does this, wait, hold on before, er, uh, does this have a number marked on it? Or is it just a plain key with no indication? Yeah, 37. Just add a a character. You can probably just go into the room with the safety deposit boxes and use that one under the guise of of, uh, trying to look at your own. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, that's why I stopped because I, I, I didn't know if it was, if not all of them have like numbers on them. And so if it was unmarked, then I'd need to con this guy. But if not, I'm just going to be like, oh, just going to get my safety deposit box things for my safety deposit box. Yeah. That's not conspicuous at all. safety deposit boxes. And, uh... <laughs> No, I didn't mean that. Stands there for a moment, uh, eyeing the people that you've brought with you. Oh, they're all right. These are my these are my friends. Uh, That's when I approach the guy and I said, "Sir, I would like to speak with you about opening up an account at this bank." I'm gonna try to distract him because he keeps eyeing us. All right, give me a give me a fast talk. How about a charm roll? Okay, give me a charm roll, Mr. Vega. I did not... Wait, I think I get a bonus die from my... Yeah, Smooth Talker. (laughs) Are you trying to seduce this man? (laughs) I made it by 12. Or I made it... I rolled a 12. He says, yes, yes, come come this way. Come this way. What What was your name, sir? My name is Rosalio Vega. I see. Um, yeah, what? And he, he puts his arm around you and guides you out of the safety deposit box room to the to his office. And for the next hour, he talks about his <laughs> <laughs> different accounts that you have. You just bought a timeshare. <laughs> uh, leaving the rest of you alone in the safety deposit. I believe the economy checking savings account will be the best one for me. You've got to get the one with the toaster, man. I would like the custom checks account. You get the money market. That's, the, that's where you bank your money. Well, you know, there is a depression happening right now, and we're looking to uh, maintain all of the customers that we can get. As he caresses your hand tenderly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as he caresses my wallet tenderly. <laughs> your hand is over your wallet. No, he, he's, he's, definitely, he's, definitely, he's definitely dreaming of your bankroll. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest of you are, are alone in the in the safety deposit box room. That was entertaining. I'm definitely not going to waste any time. Okay, you go over to box 37. Unlock it. Pull it out of the wall. Put it on the little table that's in the middle of the room. And you open it. Inside is a leather scroll case. Oh, my. I wonder Um, if this is that map we've been hearing so much about. Isn't this exciting? It's just like Christmas. 
there's also inside there is a uh, solid gold pocket watch and about five hundred dollars in U.S. currency. Wow. Mm. I'm not gonna mess with the man's money. <laughs> the pocket watch open and say, "Always remember December twenty second. This is not for Metal Alchemist. Or is it? Although I, I take the pocket watch and open it. All right. Um, inside is a picture of Hermione. And it says five has five years engraved around the edge of the pocket watch. Maria has a brief moment of considering taking it. (laughs) Clearly very sentimental to the man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he get her racing form? Yeah. He doesn't seem like the prince that she wanted. Maybe he was just distracted. I mean, I had had an uncle who one time decided to uh, tip uh, tip his uh, wife uh, after serving him breakfast. Fuck it, she's impulsive to take um, it. <laughs> who's, who's, looking, who's looking at the pocket watch? I'm looking at the pocket watch. Okay, give me spot hidden. Okay. <laughs> 100. Mm. Broke a watch. There, there's, there's some funny scratches on the backside. I said she's impulsive. She, she's taking it. Okay. <laughs> Take you pocket the pocket watch. Yep. Get it. Put it on your sheet. You now have a solid gold pocket watch with a picture of Hermione Roxton. Which is the whole reason she took it. <laughs> and some unusual scratches on the back. So weird. What could they be? Let's see, I'm going to I'm looking at the map. There's no map, there's a scroll case. Scroll, I mean, scroll case. Uh, is there anything in the scroll case? Okay, you open the scroll case. Inside is half of a sheet of uh, paper. Hmm. New, new, new paper, or is this old paper? Um, do you have an archaeology skill? Does anybody have archaeology skills? History, maybe. I have natural history and history. Yeah, I do have history. Yeah, I also have history. I also okay. have. If anything with art related would help with that, um, too. I don't know. You have, if you have history, give me a history roll. Richie, give me religion. Um, nah. 97. I don't have a religion roll. What do, you, what do you have? I have, you know, I have my language as Tibetan. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he's not the kind of guy who really paid attention much. Right. He's, uh... Well, if, there, if there were a football team yeah. at, the Dabda, at the monastery, he would be on the football team. Okay. He's a martial artist, really. So, okay, well, give me give me a spot roll, then. Sorry. Uh, 38. 38? Out of 65. Out of sixty-five, okay. Yeah, um, you recognize it as as uh, paper used in Tibet. This is paper from my homeland. Oh, 
Have any uh, writings on it? Um, you flip it over, and it appears to be half a map and a smaller sheet of just like stationery from the Ritz Hotel in Paris. Fancy. Get um, on the paper is a series of coordinates. Lamb on me. Well, I don't have the coordinates. No. It is a series of coordinates. It's too bad the pilot isn't here. We'll have to he ask will... him about it when he's done opening his account. He will be soon and we're taking you with us, right? Okay. Can I secret? I put it back in. Can I secret it in my robes? Uh, give me a sleight of hand. I oh my god! I got a six. <laughs> I like, do we really need to secret it? I mean, we came in here to go to a <laughs> box to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's in our box. <laughs> That's what's up. I made a funny. <laughs> I like it. I secreted in my robes anyway. Okay. <laughs> because he likes long tubes. So, what are you? What are you taking? You're taking all of the stuff in the scroll case. Yeah, I put it all back in. And okay, so all that's left in the box is the money. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you considering taking the money? To- hey, five hundred bucks is five hundred bucks. <laughs> Rich. And this guy's probably dead anyway. I really, I really regret not staying there because I wanted to take that five hundred. I pocketed it immediately, but not in there. Unfortunately, I have no use for money. So, I mean, I'm not the richest person in the world, but I just took a dead man's pocket watch, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure the mystery. Well, I mean, oh. we could take it and use it as a per diem, you know, expenses and things to. Take it. If Try the man is dead, him. he will not miss the money. And if he's the not, money. He, he might not be dead. He may not remember. <laughs> true. He may not remember. If he's not <laughs> dead, definitely take this money. If he's not dead, you can always give it back to him. I, I will I will put it in my pocketbook. Okay. You take the money. The box is now empty. <laughs> Sweet. You you Congratulations! So you successfully robbed Jonathan. Rock. I'm in hey, man, You always got to check the room for loot and traps. <laughs> Whatever. In that order. <laughs> check for loot. Did check for traps. Yeah. It's not like he's gonna need it. All right. So you guys <laughs> gather up the stuff, put the safety deposit box back. Is that my five hundred dollars? I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Roll me luck, Mr. Vega. Vega. I made it. You made it? Okay, so he didn't quite talk you into buying every product the bank offers. I'm not getting anything. I'm poor. I'm broke. (laughs) But you've you've opened up an account. Ah, damn. Um, I put the minimum in there. Yeah. Because I only have, I can only spend $10 a day. All right, you open it up and, and promise him that you will be back with more of your vast fortune. <laughs> that uh, 500 we just took would have been handy for you. <laughs> yeah. 
No, five dollars back then is enough to open up an account. Probably. Yeah, it's probably less than five dollars over there. Yeah. Back then. Well, it is the depression. There was yeah, a like dollar they can get. <laughs> I'd say a dollar could probably open an account back then. Yeah. Five dollars was a lot of money. <laughs> so, yep. You guys reassemble back at the back in the lobby. Avengers. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to another place. Uh, another place where? Anywhere but here. Yeah. That's a good idea. What did you guys do? What do you we'll do? We'll tell you in a car. We didn't do it. Uh, Very good idea. Let us away. Okay. You find yourselves back at the blue corner. I imagine the bartender's just like, they came back. Um. <laughs> it's our face. What <laughs> game? I, I whip out the scroll. <laughs> oh, oh, no! Ah, ah. <laughs> and I show it to uh, Vega, and I say... Well, it's not the scroll, it's the... Uh, well, the, 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 the yeah. I show it to him. What do you make of these? My eyes widen. I say, I have no clue what I'm looking at. <laughs> Give me a pilot check, Mister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I made that easily. Easily. Okay. Easily. Um, the coordinates are somewhere off the west coast of Bermuda. He flew into the triangle. Bermuda. Bahamas. <laughs> I am not taking my plane into the triangle. What about somebody else's plane? The Bermuda Triangle? Wait, what? That's perfectly fine with me. I am willing to do that. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. I grab a bottle from behind the bar and I start pouring myself a drink. The triangle's one of the great mysteries of this world. How can you not want to explore that? I want to live? Think about oh, it. that's probably all just a bunch of superstition about the Bermuda Triangle. I and mean, how dangerous could it really be? <laughs> they, once, they once said that Pepper was a myth. Oh, they found it. Who says that? Let's just say this. Frankie <laughs> was... Frankie was 20 years my senior, or my junior. Ah, I ruined that. Failure! He is 20 years my senior. I do not want to take my plane there. Your plane wouldn't make it there. It probably would not make it there. I, I am more amused by the fact you won't take your plane there, but you're willing to take your body there. Just to turn what we've seen. <laughs> well, your plane is why you were hired for this expedition. Ah. <laughs> you hear, the, you hear the words of Silas McGuffin. I start rubbing my eyes like this. I... Silas, what are you doing in that corner saying that out loud? Where did you get here? <laughs> Uh, 
So those are your clues. Hmm. What was he doing in Paris? Probably that would be a question. Probably killing women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably role playing Jack the River. Well, why don't we go to these coordinates and find out? I agree. Well, I've never been to Bermuda Triangle, but I've been to Bermuda and it's wild. Well, we are going to go to the Triangle. What we need is some proper equipment. Let's see, we'll need, we'll need, we'll need a magnetometer, crook's tube, think of a. I'm sure he's speaking English, but I'm not sure what those words are. <laughs> um, Why do you need all that stuff to go somewhere? We have a plane. We have ourselves. We go. To monitor the phenomena, of course. If we actually encounter the Bermuda phenomena... My plane cannot it. carry too much, but... Should be able to carry us enough food and water to last us a few days, and maybe a crate of champagne for when we're done. <laughs> Why not during? I mean, hey. Well, that's the spirit. The things I do for my idol. Fuck <laughs> it! I'm impulsive. Why not? Plane ready. It's ready right now. Well, it needs to refuel, so it'll take a little while, but hey. Well, uh, your bank account is not looking too hot for fuel. That's why you're hoofing it every What is the date? What is the <laughs> That's okay. We have 500 bucks we didn't have before an hour ago. <laughs> that will help. That will help a great deal. I mean, we also have a benefactor. It's the same. Yeah, you know, a thousand dollars from my very from my very What day of the month is it in game? What day of the month is it in game? Yes, yes. First of the month, wake up, wake up, wake up. March fifteenth. It is payday. I get a wiring in my bank account. Backstory: I wrote that in there. I demand it. <laughs> okay, been paid. I get my stipend from Eleanor. <laughs> All right. My I want to see. I want to see his backstory. I want to see this too. His backstory is like two pages long. <laughs> no, it's not two pages. It's like one and a quarter. He said two paragraphs, Nick. I, I didn't do it. I guess I was slacking on my homework, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> I got into it. That's great. That's, hey. Um, okay, so, yeah, you got your stipends. You guys got 500 bucks. You can equip yourselves for a trip toward Bermuda in March, which is good stuff. <laughs> the weather will be great. If we don't all die. Bring a swimsuit, everyone. Mystery. I put on the radio, and music from the future comes on because I have a like a pulp era radio. It's like weird radio, and all of a sudden, a song from the eighties comes on called Kokomo. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm just kidding. That doesn't happen. Let's see. <laughs> 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 little, little Bioshock right. in action going on. Uh, Aruba, Jamaica. Somewhere beyond the I, sea. I thought you having a Somewhere waiting for me. We get food, we get water. And champagne. Champagne. I got sketchbooks from my house. From Paul Masson. Beauclicor, of course. Okay, yeah, so what would you guys take on a trip with you to Bermuda, (laughs) except for Richie, who probably... Um, would take Bermuda with him. His his only preparation is probably a bath. Thank God! At least that, that, of all the things to have, that's a good one. (laughs) Food, water, champagne, rope, fuel. Well, I'll also bring my walking bag. Um, I'm going to bring a swimsuit. Okay. And a bathing cap. Okay. And a big floppy hat. Because you got to keep the sun off of it. While you're on the beach. Okay. All of the things that an heiress would carry with yeah. her. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> uh, I make sure I have ammunition for both my guns. My newly acquired and my 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 uh thirty eight my switchblade on me. I got a couple changes a few changes of clothes. Uh a couple sketchbooks. Okay. Let's see. Uh bring the course uh, uh Got a uh, Geiger tube, Brooks tube, some uh, uh, a, a, small, a small compass, of course. Bring all sorts. We're going all sorts of the apparatus to test all sorts of phenomena. So you guys are loading your luggage onto the plane, and a truck from Bishop Industries pulls up. Doctor Herzog gets out and uh, starts instructing the runway staff to start unloading these crates. This will not fit. This will not fit at all. You may leave now. Thank you very much. We get on the plane. If we become unfocused on our task, we will not accomplish anything. This is, focus, this is part of the focus. We have to study the phenomena. Here's what we have room for. Food, water, champagne, rope, fuel, Tools, clothing. We are taking the shampoo. <laughs> there are tools. There are tools in here. Engine what? fluids. No, my tools. Not your tools. My tools to keep her running. Fine. I suppose you can lose some of the apparatus. We're still going to need the Geiger tube, and we're definitely uh, we're definitely going to need the uh, definitely going to need. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's probably radio on the. There's a, is a radio on the plane at least. Yes, the there is. I lied. Actually, no, we have a radio. I'm sorry. I, I'd imagine you need a radio to have the plane. We have a radio. So bring the pocket compass, of course, because you're probably using a gyro compass at this point. Do you, do you pull out the pocket compass? <laughs> of course I, I can. Compass. Yeah, Maria walks over to you and looks at the compass and says, that's all you need. Let's go. <laughs> you have to study phenomena close enough. Oh, we that's don't have to... room for you to study phenomena. We're going to look for a man, not look for phenomena. Hopefully, we don't find any phenomena. Phenomena means we never leave. <laughs> you know what? You should do if I were you. 
I would jot down anything you see in your notes. And then when you get back, apply for a nice fat grant. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Think about it. Think about all, think about all the discoveries you can possibly find here. Mysteries are going to unlock. We can still bring my champagne, right? It's already in the place. Yes. <laughs> oh. while, while, while he's having that conversation with, uh, with, with uh, the good doctor here, Maria goes back on the plane and comes back down with one of her sketchbooks that's fairly new, so it doesn't have like any of her sketches in it yet. Right. And she hands it to him. There, you have something to write your notes in. Get on oh, the plane. Oh, yeah, just, just, just good. <clears throat> uh, also, also brought another pair of pants because I suppose we'll need those. Pants. That is a fantastic <laughs> idea. Grab your <laughs> pants and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you only have one other pair of pants? Well, I have to make room for all the important things. Your pants are important. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, you can working on uh, the plane looks over, sees your pair of brown pants, and says, "You've got the right idea." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm paying you to work, not to talk. Go back. Go back. You haven't paid me for the last trip you took. <laughs> Yeah, Maria just walked back on the plane, shaking her head. As you guys are making your preparations, a dark-colored sedan comes racing onto the tarmac. And a couple of rough-looking fellows carrying Thompson submachine guns step out of the back. Oh, shit! And go, Vega, we need to talk. (laughs) Shit. You know these gentlemen, Vanda? Unfortunately, I... Wait, do I, actually? Or are they just hired people that... You know their boss. Jabba? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I go and talk to them. I say, hold on one moment. I go with him. Um, as soon as you start making steps toward them, they level the Tommy guns at you. Get on the plane now! <laughs> Marie's already on the plane, and she's actually gotten the forty-five out at this point. And she's watching to see if she needs to start shooting. Brap, 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 brap. Go, 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 go! They're hitting the tarmac and sending asphalt flying into the air. Uh, a couple of shots hit the plane. Vamanos! I shoot back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll I'll go I'll go try to find my gun if we're like doing this. Okay, well you try to go get your gun. Vegas. I, the- I already had one present. I'm just shooting to give you cover to get on the plane so we can get out of here. Oh, <laughs> I'm on the plane. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Maria is like leaning out. Of the on the land, on the land. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I guess I get on the plane. Vamos, mi amigos. Hurry. <laughs> All right. Um, I have one job. <laughs> give me your uh, get on the plane right skill. now. <laughs> give me your pilot skill. <laughs> Vega. Another pilot skill. I can see this ending poorly. I made it. Okay. <laughs> you guys, you guys are taxiing down the runway, and you feel the plane lifting off. Uh, you hear a couple other shots hit the skin of the aircraft. Um, 
if you look out the windows, you do see red and blue lights as police cars are descending upon the runway. Um, and you're in the air. I laughed triumphantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Told me not to trust Spaniards. So, <laughs> uh, so that five hundred dollars was this uh, apparently. No. You guys, you guys have two fifty left. In, of that stash. No, that's his own debt. What we took was from the guy we're looking for. <laughs> oh. Remember the reprobates you were talking about earlier? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we fade to a map of the east coast of America <laughs> where a red arrow traces your path um, yeah, to some to some rather you know catchy orchestral music. Um, That's copyrighted, so we can't repeat it here. Right. <laughs> and you are nearing the coordinates on the map when a storm suddenly rolls in off the ocean. Visibility is poor. The plane is being buffeted by winds. Mr. Vega, who's sitting in the co-pilot seat? Me. Okay. I, I, I figured as much. <laughs> You're sitting in the co-pilot seat. The uh, case of champagne is between the seats. Rattling. <laughs> I don't know if you're drinking it out of a flute or just straight out of the bottle. Straight out of the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it back you said we're near the coordinates. Why not get shitty? We're on an adventure. Uh, only champagne. For herself only champagne. Is in the back with her rosary praying in Spanish. All right. <laughs> you said we're near uh, the coordinates. Yeah, you're nearing the coordinates. Okay. Any activity on the guide? Any 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 activity on the guide counter or the uh, compass? Did nope. you manage to get the Geiger counter on the plane? <laughs> it's not that large of a device. Yeah, Geiger counter's not that big, is yeah, it? Yeah, we'll give you a Geiger counter. <laughs> All the rest of your stuff you left on the tarmac got riddled by bullets. Jack Bishop riddled. is a generous man, but he's <laughs> not that generous. Right. So. The storm rolls in. You're being buffeted. There's lightning and it's very, very flashing dirty. all around you. <laughs> this um, is nothing. Rain is making visibility rather poor. Um, give me one more pilot check. Got to pass a hard. <clears throat> <laughs> all right, the plane starts to dip down. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those meals. Everybody, hold on. <laughs> Rosalia, why don't you get this under control? Wait, can I? Wait, if I'm in the co-pilot seat, can I try to make a pilot? I I have the skill of pilot. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Please do. Give him. Can a I try to? Uh... Yeah, give him a hand. Oh your god! No. Yeah, uh, the plane. <laughs> Spinning and uh, now oh your compass is starting to act a little crazy. <laughs> Dr. Herzog. Yeah. Yeah, um, in fact, 
Everyone give me a constitution roll. Oh, boy. I made it. I made it right on the... I, I, I made go back. I make, it, I make it as a hard roll. Okay. I, I made it hard as well. I have been drinking a little too much. <laughs> You've been drinking. <laughs> what is that smell? Oh. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, Anora... <laughs> Oh. I'm gonna try to dodge. I'm gonna try to dodge. No, it's forward. She's not puking on you. Okay, She's puking forward. Um, my plane. All right. Um, better out than in. That's what I always say. Doctor Herzog. Yes. You are being plagued once again by visions of a city in the mountains. Ah. Give me a sand check. Yes. Uh, okay, I make that. I made that. You made that. Okay. <laughs> so I built a con, but I made my sand. West okay. using sand rolls and vehicles. Classic. Oh, right. <laughs> Last time that happened, we tried to kill our pilot. Our pilots, please try to regain control of the plane. We're getting close. I will spend. I got to make a hard roll, right? Yeah, you got to make a hard I'll roll. I'll spend the 28 points of luck to make it. Okay. All right, you managed to right the plane. Um, you're looking around. You're trying to get your bearings, but you have no idea where you are. The storm appears to be growing worse. Anybody looking out the window, please make a spot hidden roll. Actually, you know what? I made my spot. I'm going to look at the window and I make that. Okay. I make make that at. um, I made uh, that at hard. I made it on the dot at 45. I rolled a two. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Spot hidden. Spot hidden. Spot hidden? Yep. Do I I even have that? Well, well, there's a base at 25. Nope. You might have it. Nope. Uh, you're, you're a little yeah. busy right now. Oh, okay. uh, I'm still not feeling very well. <laughs> <laughs> well let's, not, let's not go crazy. <laughs> Let me see. Thank you. Uh, you guys see what appears to be a bright light superimposed over the storm itself. Oh my goodness. That is growing brighter, growing brighter. Is there any... any- Shape of the light, or is it just a? It's just a, a light. We died. We we crashed and we died. I have seen many strange <laughs> shadows amongst the clouds, but this constitution is- rolls. Don't worry, we haven't died. We're all still together. No, another sixteen. I'm good. I did not make my con roll. I made you mine. Your con roll. I am not okay with this. I made mine hard again. Okay. I'm throwing up too. Are we supposed to make a little for Honoria all of a sudden? It's all that champagne you've been guzzling. You hear those of you who failed your con roll. You hear a buzzing noise. You get dizzy, and you pass out. Oh shit! That's bad. Yeah. So the way I, I. I'm trying to remember the configuration of this aircraft, and I believe it's just like an open area for the cockpit, 
and the passenger seats. So you guys see uh, Honoria and Mr. Vega pass out. Oh, no. I'm sorry for drinking and flying, guys. I'm sorry for drinking and flying. Um, The plane dips down and starts going into a spin. Can I run over? I I try to scramble to the front to try to wake them up. Dr. Herzog is down, too. Okay, you try to scramble to the front. Make me a dex roll to get to the front. Anybody who's trying to get... Yeah, Yeah, I make that. I make that hard. Made it hard. Yeah. Okay. You manage. You manage to hold on as the plane goes completely over, and then back right side again. Yeah. Uh, the pilots are strapped into their seats, so they're just kind of flopping around. Yeah, I start slapping Peg. Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> Turn the <trash>. Wake up! <laughs> 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 Very short last flight of Jonathan. Thank you for watching Monday Nighty Rose. We'll be back with a different gang name. I, I failed my death roll. Can I try again? Monday Night Corpses. I mean, I passed mine. I'm beating on Vega to try to wake him up. <laughs> I hear something beeping. Yeah, do I? GM, is it the internet to eat him? Without his camera, we don't know when he freezes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So until then, she's still slapping. Wake up! God, wake up! (laughs) Now there's a line. It's like an airplane. Uh, and, and Dr. Herzog is dreams of his, of his grant application. <laughs> and, oh, God, Rodney's down. Dreaming of filling out box B. Form A. <laughs> she slipped into Spanish, telling him to wake up. <laughs> All right, the GM is here. I wake I up. Know. I write the plane. Yeah. Shave his head. Shave his head. <laughs> I saw the rose. I saw him. <laughs> Dr. Herzog suddenly figures out the anti-life equation and all is good. So now you're part of that big wall. No, what happens is Maria figures out how to draw a, per- a portal on the floor out of nowhere and just goes to it. Suddenly a man appears on the wing. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, this is not that kind of play. <laughs> William Shatner is suddenly sitting next to that window. Where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> hey, you don't need William Shatner. We got Antonio. We got uh, Vega. <laughs> A bad day for our intrepid Who is unconscious. <laughs> it cannot save us from the thing on the wing. There's something on the wing. Something on the wing. On the wing. Ah, <clears throat> uh, classic Twilight Zone. Yep. Not my favorite episode, but a good one. I land the plane in the coordinates where we were going. It's amazing. 
That guy's well, there. He's like, thank God you rescued me. I'm ready to go home. I'm going to turn myself in. I was going to say. Not only that, but I decided to stop killing prostitutes. <laughs> My wife can beat the shit out of me before we go to, <laughs> to the office. Yeah. We turn me in. I'm, I'm going to turn my lady-killing business into a franchise. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> okay. Leave it to Wesley. This is the part that's going to get edited out. Oh, so. Leave it to Wesley. Yep. <laughs> Woohoo, the Ducks won. <laughs> the Ducks won. <laughs> See? Because we were talking about Howard the Duck earlier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow, Wes really just took it all out of us. He Whoop. did, man. We were we were struggling, and he just ruined it. <laughs> we la- I land the plane. What? It's a small island. Yep. It's like I'm, paradise. I'm so far meant to play a character who hasn't been horrible. No, you're <laughs> you talking yourself. About? <laughs> no, his character's right. been no, fine. He's been completely an idiot, but he's been fine. Yeah. The island has been vanilla. <laughs> the island is fresh water. Fresh water. Alright, he's back. And fruits so we don't get scurvy. Wait. My apologies, uh blue scurvy. For the love of God, wake up. It's alright. No, we landed. <laughs> we've, been, we've been pounding on this guy for like twenty minutes. I may have beaten wait, the day. Uh, wait. <laughs> oh my God. together. <laughs> God, don't you wait. Oh, Please, I don't want to die here. So, so uh, we went from Call of Bernard to uh, airplane. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, you guys are trying to slap the pilot awake. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm trying to. He's still trying to get myself there. from myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the white light is getting brighter. Uh, the hum that originally only uh, Honoria and, and Mr. Vega could hear is now audible to you all. It seems to be vibrating the entire plane. Um, the pitch is growing higher uh, as you fly. Tractor beam. As we fall, rather? Yeah. Yeah, at this point, Maria just kind of gets in his lap and tries to pull the stick up. <laughs> um, okay, give me a give me a luck roll. <laughs> I'm afraid what this means. All of us? Uh, no, just, just Maria. No. Oh, no. Uh, the stick. I rolled a 94. The stick comes the stick. off in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what you hear from the cockpit. Ah! The plane is now going into a serious spin and a dive. So if you guys are not strapped down, you are now being jostled about the plane. And this is how we die. <laughs> um, there are bottles of champagne now loose flying around the cockpit. Uh, one of them crashes through the front windscreen. The rain and wind are now rushing inside. I am desperately holding on to the seat, trying not to. to um, I'm unconscious. The, the, the clouds start to clear some, 
and you see the ocean rapidly approaching you. (laughs) Unconscious, sorry. And everyone give me constitution rolls if you're awake. I make that too. I do. That's a hard for me. That's a hard. Yeah. I made mine hard as well. Twenty-six. Okay. At least I'll be out when we crash. You guys manage to stay awake. You're getting closer and closer to the ocean. Brace yourself for impact. Am I still unconscious? Uh, yes. Okay, no. You wake up. No. Oh. Vega wakes up. Ah. Moments before. Well, what about Dr. Herzog? Dr. Herzog, you wake up as well. You're all awake now. <laughs> looking <laughs> out the window. <laughs> the ocean is rapidly beginning to grow closer and closer and closer. You prepare yourselves for the inevitable crash. You close your eyes tight, and it doesn't come. In fact, when you open your eyes, it's sunny. The plane is shattered around you. No! You can always feel another one. <laughs> you, all, you all feel some pain as you've all taken 2d6 damage. Oh my god. Yeah. Ow! That's a big owl. That's a 6. I took 6 Twelve. damage. I took 10. Took seven. Do I? Is that? Is, are those seven of my hit points? That is correct. <laughs> um, you all get out of the plane. You are standing on a small plateau, overlooking a dense primordial jungle. And you hear strange calls <laughs> coming. <laughs> and as you look out over the jungle, a head appears <gasps> above the tree line. <gasps> no. <gasps> and everyone make a sanity roll. Hell <laughs> yeah, finally. It's, it's King Kong. A pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I might... Actually, I've hard passed that. I passed it. Okay, so you're all fine with the Diplodocus that's now <laughs> looking at you. <gasps> he reminds me just of my my golden retriever. All right, and we're going to stop there for the night. It's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) Hey, we got free admission. I heard it's really expensive to go to this place. Oh, yeah. Unless there's a coupon day. All right. 
Well, they have they have a uh, they have passes on Coke cans. <laughs> um, everybody, thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back for this in two weeks, I guess, uh, for the next installment where we face dinosaurs. Until then, say good night, Grace. 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 Good night, Grace.